Hi, everybody. Pastor Paul here. This is our bonus podcast. Glad you're here with us. This is just for you guys, our subscribers and supporters to the Pastor Paul community. Thank you for your financial support and your friendship. Ashley and I had a great discussion for the podcast about the five things that are important to know when rethinking your faith. But we also spent some time talking about uh, the Republican Party and where it's gone and where it's taking Christianity and why we find that political mindset to be not only a danger to the gospel, the message of Jesus, but a danger to the country and the culture itself. We got a little passionate about it. We're we're not very nonpartisan anymore because, well, we'll tell you why in this podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. Again, this is a bonus podcast just for you guys who are here on our Pastor Paul community, and we always want to do special things for you. I hope you'll join us on Sunday for our Sunday community. Every Tuesday, come join us for a mindfulness moment where we just encourage and strengthen one another with mindfulness and just enjoy time and conversation again. After you listen to this bonus episode, go to the website, pastor-paul.com. There will be a header that says Paul and Ashley live discussion. And I wanna hear your thoughts on this live event we recorded for this podcast. What would you have to say to Ashley and I about where we are with politics and where we're seeing politics in the church today? Even your pushback, if you disagree with us, would love to hear it in the Pastor Paul community chat board at pastor-paul.com. Love you guys, and we'll see you very soon. Has been normalized in that last year and a half. Oh and, my gosh. Um, well, how about the Republican Party saying invading the Capitol building, saying hang Mike Pence, um, are legitimate political discourse? That's what the Republican Party has become since we started doing this, although we saw it going that way for a long time. But as of yesterday, the Republican Party said out loud we think an attempt to overthrow democracy is a legitimate Republican pursuit. It like, I get nauseous when I hear that. And I feel so much tension. Like I've, I've, I I want to throw up kind of. Yes. It, it it just, it's like, I can't breathe. It is startling and alarming. And I just don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Foxmar is saying, wait, that's what they said. Yes, they the Republican Party passed a resolution to censure um, Adam Kinziger and uh, Liz Cheney for yeah. being on the January 6th commission. And they the accusation was they're investigating uh, January 6th, which the Republican Party says was legitimate political discourse. Now they came back later and like, no, we're not talking about the part where they they attacked police officers and went into the Capitol building. We we're talking about everything beforehand, but I think that's one of those things where they're like, oh shit, we just said out loud what we should never, ever, ever say out loud. And so now they're trying to backpedal, but they put it into a, re re a resolution and said January 6th was legitimate political discourse. And, and again, Donald Trump, all the last three weeks, they've all been saying out loud, this is who we are. 
This is who we are. We, we truly believe any election that a Republican doesn't win is an illegitimate election. And that, that, is, that is when you say we no longer care about democracy. We only care about power. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Taking a moment on that one. You are. Okay. I mean, it makes me like, I feel, I feel so powerless to do anything about that. It feels hopeless. And so then I kind of just go like, like block it out. What can I affect? What can I influence? What, you know, what's in, in response to that, what can I do differently? Local region, whatever. And then, um, and then I guess, you know, all the folks we can talk to here, but that's, that's kind of what goes on for me Okay, is I, 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 I think I get a little on overload about, I can only process so much um, bile, like stomach bile. Yeah. Well, I, I, I OD on it. Yeah. I think it's important that we talk about it because silence is actually the empowering of. I think that's right. Dictators throughout history. I know? agree with you. I'm just glad that you enjoy talking <laughs> about it because I really, I have a hard time with it. It's, it's the, you know, it, letter from Birmingham jail on the shelf right over there. It's the white moderate. The white moderate is the enemy of progress. The, the moderate that says, no, let's, there's bad people on both sides. There's truth in that statement. Absolutely. But it denies the fact that one side is arguing about taxation and policy. And the other side is saying, let's overturn any election we don't like. Those, they're, they're not equal things to go after with equal uh, vigorousness. We have to say, hey, we, we have a political party in a two-party system that's been co completely corrupted, and, and therefore we have to stand against what they're doing. And, and I have all kinds of wonderful people who are like, you're just really mean to one side. And it's like, yeah, because what they're doing is really, really evil, really evil. And, and, and we have to stand against that. Yeah. And then, and then I think the other thing we do then is start to encourage people who are listening to us to say, don't let the church entrap you and put you in bondage to an ideology that says because of abortion, you have to be Republican and support these terrible things this party is doing, that you may actually have to step out of your ideological boundaries to say, it's really important for me to stand up and say, no, this is not okay, because that's Ultimately, what stops a bully is a bully getting punched in the nose and being proven to not be that big a deal. Yeah. And, and that's what needs to happen right now is the bully needs to be told, no, you don't get to do what you do. Yeah. So and, and it's I do get like the both sides thing. It's, it's kind of like, so why isn't. Let, let me just say kind of in a some might say, why isn't Donald Trump in prison right now for for the things he's admitted that he did as president? He. He admitted in recent weeks he fired Comey because Comey was investigating him. He, I mean, he now admits to the things that he fought against before. And, and some might say, well, the reason is the other side has a whole bunch of skeletons in the closet, too. And they know if they really vigorously go after one side that their stuff is going to come out as well. And, and so I get that frustration of people like nothing's going to change because both sides have a lot of issues. And, and that is definitely a frustration that I feel in, in my life. But I also feel like it's, it's, 
kind of what has to happen for cultural change to occur. Sometimes it has to get really smelly, like in our kitchen, like the trash can sometimes has to get really smelly before we take out the trash. And so I think it has to get really smelly in our culture before we take out the trash. We did have our sink get stopped up this week. And it was smelly. I wonder if that's a metaphor <laughs> or something else. Well, I feel like, let me think about what I feel like. So he, I, I think that, I think pe like people who maybe listen to you think that you are requiring them to see things exactly the way you do. And you're like, no, no, I'm doing my part. Like, I know that I need to say these things. I know that I need to stand up and like say the emperor has no clothes. You know, the evangelical church is um, is propagating something that is very anti-Jesus. Um, like I, that, I'm doing that. That is what I am. I want to do. You are not necessarily saying if you don't see things exactly the way I do, then you're, you know, you're this horrible person. You're just like, why, why can't we like stand up and like talk, like work this out and be honest and truthful and yes, challenging. And also like, like, where is the, where's the space where we can like find people who want to talk about truthful things, you know, denounce stuff that is absolutely not in the spirit of or representative of the God of the Bible, you know, and the God of the God of love, like, like, regardless of right, left, like where, where is that lane, you know? So, uh, and I, I mean, I actually think I, 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 I wish we could find another way than the two party system that we have, because I think it creates the situation that we're in. So I would love to see third, fourth, fifth parties come up and we right. have more of a parliamentary right. system maybe, but, um, or, but, or even just like independent, like to me that yeah. if, if putting it in a political context, it's like, kind of, I think what you're, what you were just saying, like, I don't, I don't, I don't really want anything to do with any sort of a political tug of war of like, I'm the only part that can be right. And then everybody else has to just like be, you know, done with like, just find, find a place where you can actually get stuff done. Well, this, this is, and this is what I'm saying is we actually need two powerful moral parties that have a basic differing view of the world that are yeah. constantly tugging against each other Fair. with the goal mm -hmm. of what is right for us as a society. Right. And, and so you're, you're tugging to your side, tugging to your side. And then you say, all right, I can't get it all the way to my side. So I'm willing to look at where the compromise is. That's good for the people. Yeah. We actually need that. That's how the system works. And, and the fact that we have one of those two parties in complete breakdown and meltdown is a danger that's to right. our system as a whole. I think that's a good point. Like, it's not saying that therefore the other party is perfect or whatever. It's just like, hey, can we be honest about And then as a Republican and a former Republican, like the people in the party have to be the ones saying that, you know, like we are in total meltdown. So I see Lisa's statement and she's saying, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's not too. fair to say that all January 6th was legitimate political discourse. I, I would press back on that, Lisa, and say their statement did say that, and then they backpedaled. They, yes, they're definitely backpedaling on, on uh, you know, and so to me, it's like, oh, what I see is they said out loud something that, that they, and then they were like, ooh, that didn't play well. And now they're, they're changing and their statements are, yes, we didn't mean the part where they went into the building, but I think it's like you, splitting a hair. I think it really is yeah, splitting a hair. And also, they, they have to own that they're 
against the the investigation of it that they know that a lot of their leaders were texting around before it and and so i i find it a little bit disingenuous to say hey we can't call them out for what they said when the whole of what they were doing is punishing adam kinziger and Liz Cheney for speaking out and being on the investigation of January 6th. But I think Lisa is making an additional and deeper point because okay. she had other- I saw, and I've, yeah. I've seen those, yeah. And I, I, I wanna call it out because I kind of asked myself the same thing. It's like, in I want nothing to do with that nonsense over there. And in the process of reforming and trying to be a part of creating new productive lanes for community, for community problem solving, for preparing for future generations in society. I don't I don't want to make the same mistakes that the other side is making because I just think then it's hypocritical. And so um, so it's almost like if we're trying to reform this bitch, we have to be on such a high standard, you know, and and um, not like kind of slip down into right. the anything goes if you're if you're in pursuit of like the agenda you think is most important. So, and I do agree with that statement. I think the problem is again, I mean, I actually think it's, it's. I start to say the genius of Donald Trump. I don't say, I think Donald Trump knows he can be completely amoral and, and say ridiculous things knowing that he's empowered by the, the normalness and morality of people around him. And, and so he can, lie, big lies, stretch truth, say terrible things about people and know that he won't be confronted because there are those of the rest of us who are like, well, let's really try to be fair. Yeah. And that fairness actually, again, empowers and protects him. I, when I there is a point where you have to say, wait a second, we've tried every normal logical thing to stop the man from being yeah. a terrible person. When Trump got elected, I was like, okay, once he gets into the office, he will he will settle down into, you know, sitting behind the desk. It will start to make him say, I need to step stand up to some presidential standard. And that didn't happen. It was it was Susan Collins saying, well, the impeachment is going to to help him start to come back into line. No, nothing does. So, again, the, the problem with that statement is at some point. The only thing that stops a bully is punching the bully in the nose. I hear you. And, and, you, and that's what, I'm, let that's me what say, I'm talking about. You have stretched me on that point. So for those of you who, um, you know, have had a hard time with like, the, you got to punch somebody back in the nose. You've definitely stretched me. I, I believe you. I affirm that that is important. And yeah. that's why I like what you're doing so much. So Jesus looked at the religious guys and said, your father's the devil. You know, Jesus wasn't like, and let me tell you what's wrong with the other side as well. No, the ones that were trying to enslave and put in bondage people, those Jesus stood against them like thoroughly. They, you know, your whitewashed tombs, dead on the inside, yeah. clean on the outside. It, he didn't hold back critique of them in the strongest language. He, with great sarcasm, he mocked them publicly. Um, there is a time to say uh, you have to stand up for for uh, I start to say the powerless. I don't know that anybody's necessarily powerless, but just when power is trying to put bondage onto others, it is 
it, it behooves a true follower of Christ to stand up and say, no, that is not okay. Yeah. And just because other people have issues too, doesn't mean you say, well, then I have to temper my voice of, of this person because these other guys do bad things yeah. too. I, I think it's a, I think it's a, a tactic that actually empowers bad people to do bad things. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely can see that. All right. Well, anyway, this is what. <clears throat> so that even wasn't the topic of the day, but we've spent a half an hour on it. But you know what? We are um, getting the gears going. And I think it's important for us to just like remind ourselves like this is this is the debate. This is the discussion and the moment that we're in that we have been in now for years so and and i would say one more thing that the, the there is then this machine that empowers this as well of and if i see it on the comments on my page all the time of there is a media machine that then says oh here's the spin against the things that are wrong with trump or the republican party and and people then come on and, and it's funny because they recite them word for word they're like verbatim they come on the page and start and, and it'll be like i saw somebody here talking about ukraine and gas and biden you know it's they they get their marching orders here's the spin today go put it out there right. and it just starts coming from one person after another yep. after another after another and they don't even see like oh you're being manipulated to go out and throw this spin out there and uh and, and so that's an that that is the thing that that i'm trying to do is say the story of Jesus is to set people free from bondage like that. You're supposed to be free from religious bondage and free from ideological bondage, free to think and talk and discuss. And, and there's a whole lot of bondage being put on people because they're being told then by their churches that you have to follow this to be godly. And we just want to break all that down because I don't think there is any other way to freedom than to get people to say, you need to think about if what you're saying is wrong. And that's that's been our journey for the last 15 years or so to start to say, hey, maybe our side has it wrong. And, and really starting to see, wow, the church has been wrong through much of history. Maybe we're wrong again. Yeah, and, are we living one of those moments? Yeah.